0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. We've got a five-game NBA DFS slate for you here. And Coach, real strong night last night for you, especially on Yahoo. Nice 6x return on your primary lineup there. How are you feeling about uh,
1: the Tuesday slate after that, uh, that nice night last night? Oh, I'm excited, man. I It was great to see, you know, our DraftKings clipboard and DraftKings lineups. And like you said, Yahoo, you know, when you can go overall six, seven, eight x on your investment, which was a mixture between those two, it's fantastic. And we had a lot of our members do well. Uh, FanDuel, not quite as much, just, you know, one or two players difference. So we're going to try to tighten up the FanDuel side of things tonight and hopefully can sweep the board because, I know this is like sort of your favorite size uh, amount of teams with five games. So uh, I'm ready. I'm excited that we're doing, you know, we we haven't been doing as many podcasts together. Hopefully that'll increase more as football, uh, you know, gets gets to the point where they get to playoffs and everything. But uh, love doing a show with you and excited to absolutely hammer today. And uh, let's try to sweep all three sites tonight.
0: Yeah, let's do it. I, I do like this five game size. And interesting, the, all the totals, coach, are between two eighteen and two twenty three. Yeah, that's so, weird, isn't it? There's yeah. no
1: big, big game that you would expect, you know, to to be able to focus on.
0: Right. Uh, we only have three of the ten teams involved in a back to back, so not too bad there. We do have some big injury news with guys like Embiid and a fellow named LeBron questionable. So let's go game by game as we always do, starting with that seven thirty tip Eastern True. Time, Philly in New York. The yep. Knicks are one-and-a-half-point favorites, total 218 on betus.com.pa, one of our partners. And the injury news here with Philly, we've got Simmons and Milton still out, the big guys, Embiid and Drummond, questionable. And then on the Knicks side, we've got Erland's Noel questionable. But what what do you think about this Philly side as we wait on the news on the bigs?
1: Yeah, and I'll throw in there the implied totals Per team as well. Philadelphia is at 107.5. Knicks at 109. Um, you know the Philly side is very interesting. We you really don't know until you get the news, but it's getting a little frustrating because I think Embiid has been questionable like every game so far, um, and you know that that becomes uh, an issue. Now I think I am going to play. Uh, you know, uh, project this as if he's playing. So I'll look at it from that perspective. You know, I've been with Tyrese Maxey at that 6K number uh, on DraftKings. Uh, He's floated around that. And I think it's been, uh, you know, worthwhile. He hasn't had a blowout game. But again, you know, with, with the other guys still being out and not playing, I think that he's, You know, his role is is there. And whether Embiid's in or not, he's going to get minutes. I think he can produce. And certainly Kemba and Fournier and and Rose are not defensive wizards, uh, even though the Knicks are a good defensive team, but not from the guard spot. So Maxi remains in play for me. Curry, I know, is going to grab some some ownership because of, you know, what he did that last game insane in the first quarter with six threes. I'm not there at all. I just don't think it's a, a great play uh, at 5-9 because, you know, you look at the, the second, third, and fourth quarter, he did not do much. Um, Tobias Harris at 8K is always a great play if Embiid sits, but it becomes a stretch if he plays. And then, as we all know, you know, when Embiid plays, he's generally going to hit his number. But, you know, the fact that he keeps lingering on this – this uh you know, injury list every game at almost 10K is a little bit of a concern. You know, we'll have that great scenario when he does sit to play Drummond, but now Drummond's out. So like you mentioned, you know, it it could be interesting. We need the news on Embiid to feel comfortable with it. But really, for me, I'm not crazy about this, the implied totals, the overall total, the game flow. And it may be maxi for me, but I like him sub 6K. And not, not crazy about the Philly side, Andrew. What about
0: you? Yeah, very similar. Maxi, my favorite play over there, uh, 6K. Like you said, great matchup against that Knicks backcourt because they are strong defensively but weak there. Um, and if there's trickle-down news, you know, you could get into a, a big that you like with, with Philly. Keep an eye on Paul Reed at 3,200. Right. If Embiid and Drummond are out, then he'll become a very popular value play. No doubt if but they're
1: without both ruled out Paul Reed is the must play free square at 3.2 let's face it and whoever yeah. do you ever think you would hear those words <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah That's well crazy. he is one of those guys that he just usually is out of the rotation but then he'll show up in summer league get minutes and do do great
1: yeah so, preseason as well yeah yep yeah,
0: yeah. uh on the New York side um you know this Guard rotation is a real mess here to start the season. Kemba the new guy in town, but only 19 minutes in the last game against Orlando So you've got Rose still getting his minutes off the bench quickly is there Burke still Fournier, you know has had some strong offensive performances here and so it's just way too jumbled up for me a couple of those guys are cheap um, But Burks at 3800, you know, he's probably the guy I would look at the most but I think he may have to deal with some thigh ball coming off the bench. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to forget the backcourt for New York tonight. And Randall is the guy for me on New York. Um, you know, mid nine K range on both sites, just terrific start to the season, good usage. Uh, so I'm going to have Randall, I think, as my key play from from this side and probably fade the rest of New York.
1: Yeah, I you know me. I when guys split positions, I'm out because I just don't want to deal with that. And I'm not even going to mention the names. But the, the Knicks backcourt, you know, it's it's ridiculous. The usage is completely split a bunch of amongst a bunch of guys. Don't even want to consider that. And it's interesting for me on this one. I've you know, it's all dependent 100 percent on the news. If Embiid plays. I am going to fade Julius Randle just because I think Julie, or I think Joel Joel Embiid is the best interior defender in the league, period. And statistically, it, it proves out. And Randle, although he can hit some threes, he's generally going to penetrate for the, the interior jumper, 16, 17 footer, or get to the basket, a tip in, a put back. And a lot of that is eliminated with Embiid in the game. If Embiid sits, then if they do have to go to a Paul Reed or whomever, then I think Julius Randle is a must and a perfect fit. So that's going to be pivotal on the information. And again, you know, if you want to keep up with that information, join us at dfscoachtalk.com because we're going to be talking about like this exact subject in our Discord throughout the day, all the way up until lock. So that really is what it comes down to. And don't want a, a lot of exposure, even though it's only a five game slate. I think this game becomes a bit of a grind, a defensive, intense game. So it really may end up being uh, Julius Randle or Bust, depending on the Embiid news.
0: Yeah. The old coaches who used to be together in Boston, certainly going to be all focused on on defense here. Yeah. All right, game two, we move to 8 o'clock Eastern. Golden State in Oklahoma City. The road team here favored by 9.5, total at 223. We've got the 3-0 Warriors against the 0-3 Thunder. This is a front end for OKC. They host the Lakers tomorrow. Same injury news with Golden State. Clay, Wiseman, Kuminga still out. Uh, we've got Iguodala probable. And then on the OKC side, we have Derek Favors out getting some rest. Yeah. So what are your thoughts here on, on the Golden State side in uh, a matchup with a, you know a huge favorite here against a winless Thunder team?
1: Well, you know, I like the the 223, 224 over under. It's been vacillating back and forth. The implied total for Golden State's 116.75, which is a really healthy number, and Oklahoma City is 107.25. But you have the the factor of, you know, is this there, there's it's, it's going to go one of two ways. The game could blow out with a almost double digit, uh, you know, spread, or it could be a look ahead game and just day off for golden state where they don't come to the court completely ready to play. So there's two different schools of thought there. I, you know, I lean a little bit more towards the fact that they're just so much better than the thunder um, and playing a lot better. So, you know, we'll see that that potential of it being a 15, 18, 20 point game definitely would hurt guys like Curry and the big minutes uh, players for the Warriors. Um, who won't hurt though, in my opinion, who gets the extra run in there is Jordan Poole. And then it it would bring Damian Lee into play a bit, but I like Poole at the still sub six number. The fact that he's somewhat blowout proof and that, you know, this game fits him well, I think, you know, we'll see who Lou Dort is going to guard. He'll probably spend some time on Curry and Wiggins. So it will allow Poole, I think, to have lesser defender in the backcourt on him so he's sort of the target still and he's he's not been super consistent he can definitely hit some dry spells but the thunder not good defensively they're not good at all and uh you know that's why i consider that i don't think you have to go all the way down to a looney at 3.6 uh he is always a punt play if you want to spend up for another star somewhere else uh, Draymond too much for me at seven one. I get his potential, but I also see him passing up shots and everything as normal uh, in a lot of spots. Plus, again, if if the game gets a little out of hand, uh, he's not going to soak up those extra minutes. Uh, last thing I'll mention too on the Golden State side is their bench a little bit. You know we need to keep an eye on that. Um, Otto Porter's been getting some minutes along with Lee, as I mentioned, because their backcourt's thin. Gary Payton the second, played a bunch of minutes the other day. I don't have the courage to go there. But Bielitza is interesting at 4-2, especially in a GPP. Um, you know, and Toscano, Juan Toscano-Anderson, who the big controversy is, he's listed as Toscano-Anderson everywhere. But on his jersey, it says Toscano. So I'm still going to say I'm dropping the Anderson, (laughs) but it's okay. Either way, it's the same guy, but you know, at 3.1, I mean, it's, it's, it's great when you can make a punt play. Like last night, a big thing for me was I went with Nicholas Claxton. I bit the bullet took, you know, felt that he'd get enough play, get those minutes. And it allowed me to buy up in different spots, which was a big secret to the success of that lineup. And, you know, somebody like, One of those guys off the bench for them could play that role. But, you know, I'm not going to recommend it just yet. I I like the pool side of it. And I don't know, Curry at 11K, man, maybe you have more courage than me. I love Curry. He's been phenomenal. His usage is off the charts. But 11K, is that's a lot of bananas.
0: Yeah, it is. Probably too much for me. I mean, it's hard to fade him because he's been just red hot, averaging over 60 fantasy points a game. And he could just drop 25 in the first half again and and pay it off. But, yeah, I'd I'd be more likely to go with Poole. I agree. A little inconsistent, but I like that he got four stocks in the last game. Nice full line. So, definitely playable. And I agree. I think he'll have the better matchup than Curry. I think Dort Dort will spend some time on Steph. So, Poole, probably the guy most likely to play from that starting lineup. Uh, Looney, a potential punt play, like you said, but... Not getting over 20 minutes yet, and we may have some other value at the bigs tonight. Uh, Damian Lee, you know, he's been getting good 27, 28 minutes I
1: know. on
0: average. Very cheap at 3,800. He's in play for me. Uh, that, that's my primary focus here. It's, it's it's a tough game to to break down here with Golden State because Oklahoma City, their three losses this year, Coach, as you know, they've lost by 21, 33, and 12. So they haven't even kept it within double digits yet. Uh, Don't see any reasons to predict that they will here tonight. So the minutes and the rotation could be thrown off a bit for for Golden State.
1: Yeah, it's a scary game. But if it does somehow stay within single digits, it could break the slate. That's the thing that's tough.
0: Yeah, seriously. I mean, if Steph comes back in for those last six minutes of the fourth, then you you would think that he could get to his number again.
1: And even Uh, Wiggins. We didn't mention Wiggins, but he's sub six. In a closer game, you know, he could get some numbers. Dangerous. Yeah. All
0: right. right. On the OKC side, we have favors out. So let's see what the starting lineup is. We're recording this at lunchtime here on Tuesday. I'm thinking Roby might slide into that starting lineup and join the other crew that's been out there. Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, Giddy, Dorton, Baisley. And for me, Roby is playable if he starts. 3,700 on DraftKings. But Looney... Is pretty tough defensively while he's out there. Yeah. So, you know, there were times last year when we, when we loaded up on Roby. Um, and so it's possible, but at this point I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not ready to lock him in. Uh, I'm going to keep playing with it. Uh, Giddy is the guy I like tonight here, 5,800, almost a triple double last game. I know you've been talking about him here throughout the preseason. Yeah. Um, and so his, you know, he's, he's trending in the right direction here, very early in the season, but he's playable for me. Shea was great in the last game, a little, little pricier. Uh, you could go there. Uh, I don't see myself going to Dort or Baisley, and I don't see myself going to anybody on this bench, Coach. We're back to deep rotations for OKC, different guys every night. The one thing we can do is, is follow the beat reporters, and they are very transparent with who's going to be in the rotation each night. So, you know, if you want to go there, at least confirm that, but I I don't think we need to tonight. So for me, it's mostly Giddy, Roby, maybe Shay, maybe, and that's it.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I really am pretty much for the most part, washing my hands of the thunder for a while. I mean, they're, they're horrible. So they get blown out in a lot of games and their rotation is inconsistent and all over the place. And the, and the weird thing about it is there are guys that haven't been in the rotation that it looked like at the end of last year, they were going to be key contributors. I mean, you're getting Shea and Dorton, and Giddy, Baisley, and then the center, again, you know, you've got a combination of these guys, you know, that could play it. Yes, Roby, maybe Muscala, he's been getting some minutes. And they wanted to – work in that jeremiah robinson earl so you never know when he's going to pop up and then all of these guys on any given night kenrich williams uh, maladon pokachewski man ty jerome gabriel deck who were big contributors last year not that they're i'm recommending any of them but i bring them up to say they're all potential minutes getters especially in these games where they get it handed to them so i'm definitely sour on their side of the ball i will say this though in the right matchup, Shea can be a slate breaker. He really can. But he also can be a heartbreaker because he's been inconsistent. I do sort of like him here, though, Andrew. So maybe you can talk me out of it. But Curry, Poole, and Lee are not good defenders. And I think they want to get Shea rolling. Because if they're going to at least be competitive, not just games, be competitive, He's got to have the kind of game like he had this last game where he was terrific. They still lost, but at least he made it respectable. So I know 8.1 is high. It's going to scare a lot of people. But one thing Golden State does not do well is they don't defend well at all in their backcourt. So I'm thinking about trying to fit Shea in because I think when people see that north of 8K on DraftKings, it's going to scare them. So I'm looking at him and he's the guy generally in the matchup for Oklahoma city that I will consider after that, like you said, it's a crapshoot. other than the up and comer, Josh Giddy. And I, you know, I have been on so high on this guy since the draft. I think he was the steel of the draft at six, nine, he can play the positions one through four. He's not a bad defender. He'll get you some blocks and he's not afraid to take it to the bucket. Um, you know, he's he's gutsy kid, and he's as long as he stays sub-six, I think you got to consider him at times. Now, again, you know, how is that rotation going to work? How is it in, in games where they get blown out? I'm not sure. Uh, the one guy I'm a little south on now is Darius Baisley. I have ridden him because he was 5K and below. But, again, with all of that rotation and the inconsistency, I'm not there. So you'll hear probably this repeat – Every time we talk about the Thunder. Shea, if it's the right matchup, giddy because he's blowout proof and has triple-double type of potential. But after that, the Thunder are bad.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I'm not going to try to talk you off Shay. Okay. Uh, you know, certainly he could be the key guy tonight. All right, Coach, before we get to your Mavericks in Game 3, just want to invite folks to hit that thumbs up if you don't mind. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you like these a podcast in front of the paywall, and hit the alert button so you know when they post. They're going to keep rolling out seven days a week along with our other sports. So uh, stick with us, and we appreciate all your support. All right, Coach, Game 3, we've got Houston traveling to Dallas to take on your Mavericks, and your Mavs are 10.5-point favorites, 221.5 total, 830 Eastern tip. John Wall, of course, still out for Houston. But other than that, these two teams are ready to go. Um, So, But let's start with the visitors here. We got to hold. That. Dirk is anxious back there with Dawson yeah. to hear about these maps. But let's start Both with the sides Houston.
1: Are, are Mavericks here. We're we're <laughs> ready. Um,
0: how about Houston here? One and two, the youth movement. Uh, any interest on that side tonight?
1: You know, it's interesting. The implied total is only one hundred five point five for Houston, which surprised me. And Mavericks, a nice healthy one sixteen implied. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure why Vegas is so low on their total. Um, they're not that good. I get it. They're not playing that well. They're using some of their bench. Um, and I think this is a great home opener uh, for Dallas to, to play a team like this. You know, I'll, I'll mention a couple of guys that I would slightly consider, but I don't think their price is good enough. That's why I may not have any Rockets. The three guys that I want to, think about are Kevin Porter Jr. at 6'8", Jalen uh, Green at 6'1", and Christian Wood at 8'4". Uh, those three guys give me uh, some interest because, you know, I think their their upside is really high. And again, blowout proof to some extent, especially Porter and Green, because um, they're going to get as many minutes as they can eat at the, the guard spots together. Uh, So I've been playing one or the other of those guys in certain matchups, but not sure I'm going to go there in this game. I'd lean, believe it or not, a little towards Jalen Green. Uh, I just think at that price he can hit value a lot easier. Um, Christian Wood is a guy I want to play. We know that Dallas has trouble against bigs, uh, but at 8-4, I'm not sure – He gets enough of those fourth quarter minutes if Dallas lays one on him, being a double-digit favorite. So it scares me a little. I'm sure I'll use Wood on a GPP, but for right now it's possibly Green, and, you know, that's about it. I'm not real high on uh, their bench either, Sengun and that whole group, Gordon. Uh, I just don't think that they deserve uh, a play even in a five-game slate.
0: Yeah, Green probably my favorite as well. Okay. Uh, I like that he's cheaper than Porter Jr. Uh, you know he he's shown the upside with the scoring. Porter Jr. having a lot of trouble with turnovers so far, yeah, especially on Fanduel. Those are killers. Yeah. Yep. So Eileen Green there. I do like Wood. He's definitely playable for me. Um, but I'm also probably going to lay off that bench. We've got House back in the mix, uh, who I think will interfere with Nawaba, who's had some decent returns here early. Gordon, very inconsistent. Shingun, I think we need to keep an eye on him at 4,300. I don't think we need to play him tonight, but very talented. And he's getting as many minutes as Tice and, you know, returning a lot more value than Tice. So
1: he is, but uh, they're still splitting minutes, which hurts, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And we, again, we may have more value at at the Bigs today, so we don't necessarily need to go there, but keep an eye on him. On the Dallas side, um, coach, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, on Luca. I'm, I'm probably not going to go there. Um, you know, it's, it's, this is a, a slate full of stars. I mean, you know, we've already talked about Curry and bead. We've got Luca, we've got LeBron and the Lakers guys. We've got, uh, Jokic. So, I mean, you're going to have to fade some of these studs. Um, you know, he's just not off to a great start yet. Um, I'm a little bit more interested in in Hardaway Jr. Scored 25 on Saturday. 6,700, he can be inconsistent, so he's not locked in for me. I do like Brunson as well. Good start to the season, 4,200 on DraftKings. You know, feel really good about 6X or so there. And I I don't plan to hit on anybody else with Dallas. So uh, I'm looking really more at the guards here.
1: Yeah. No, I don't blame you. I'm, you know, for me, and again, I, when I build my lineups, I don't look at the times of the games, who the teams I root for, none of that stuff comes into play. I promise you that Luke is my favorite play on the slate. I think he's my buy-up guy. He's in everything. I'm going to do both cash hybrid and GPP, all three of them. You know, he's just under that 11 K mark at 10, nine. I know it's a huge price, but his usage is, and against a team with a backcourt, young backcourt that can't defend him really. I know he's gonna get Jay Sean Tate. I get that. That's gonna happen. But Jay Sean is a very fine defender, but I think he's gonna have difficulty staying out of foul trouble. They're gonna run a pick and roll where they're gonna with everybody, where they're gonna pick Tate off. And that means he's gonna be guarded by Porter or Green a lot of the time, or even maybe a tice. So I think that high pick that the J Kid runs in this offense is is going to really hurt them. Now, if it was the old style where they didn't set that pick as much and Tate was going to be able to focus on them, I would would feel differently. But it's a different Maverick team. Car- Carlisle ran it completely different than what Kid's doing, and he's really trying to put Luca in positions. To where he's against a defender where he's a plus offensive player and they're going to run that and it's it's been a little bit of an adjustment because it's a new system and luca hasn't smashed numbers yet but it's against a backcourt defense of porter and green that is i mean this is like we're almost talking about garland sexton last year with the the level to me of the level defense now i think they have potential to be better and you know statistically though they'll get there i think, but. Uh, they're not there yet, and I think Luca, with being able to back them down and do the combination of things that he can do, if he just hits some threes where he keeps people honest coming off of that pick, uh, it's it's going to be lights out for them. So I think Luke is a great play, and uh, sorry about that, and uh, I think that he's going to be the head of my lineup. Now, this is the part that I love, Andrew, is I'm going to I've been doing this and it's been working and I'm going to continue to do it until I see differently. I love pairing him with Jalen Brunson. Brunson's only four two. it makes it very palatable. You get the average price of those guys to like a mid-level guy. And the reason I love Brunson is his role on this team is huge. He's he's a first guard off the bench. He's playing backup point guard. He's also playing backup shooting guard. So that's something different than last year. They're slowly working Reggie Bullock and, and Sterling Brown into the rotation. They're both getting minutes, but not the quality minutes and finishing the game like Brunson. And I love pairing the Luca Brunson uh, piece together from a pricing standpoint, and it gives you some solidifying there. And yes, uh, when Tim Hardaway's hot from three like he was the last game, he's going to score. But the majority of all of those other statistics, Luca, you know, he's a walking triple-double. But Brunson... You'll see his assists and steals and things be able to uh, jump in there. As far as the bigs for Dallas, again, massive minute splits from all those guys, Cauley Stein, Kaliba Powell, Porzingis, all of them. I'm not paying 7-6 for Porzingis. I don't trust him. Yes, he did had a great game the last game. He is better than he was last year. He's blocking some shots. He is at least giving effort this year, but the inconsistency at that price Is not worth it. I feel more comfortable going with the two guards.
0: Yeah. And I I personally, the Luca Brunson combo works for me in cash. I don't like it in GPPs. Right. But in in cash, in a potential blowout, you feel good that you're going to get all of those stats, you know, however they're balanced out. Um, All right, Coach. And for folks who want those lineups and see how they they finish out, jump in with us tonight, dfscoachtalk.com you're going to get a full DraftKings coaches clipboard with highlighted plays and pivots, and then full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, Cash, and GPP. So hit hit the website, pick whichever length of time you want, and then after you sign up, we will send you an email, invite you into our Discord, and we give out those lineups about 30 minutes before tip-off.
1: Yep. And I also wanted to mention, if you're listening to this audio-wise – in five days, we have our, our drawing for a one week full membership, uh, full access membership to Coach Talk. All you have to do is hit five stars and give us a quick comment. And that's if you're watching us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, you know, all the 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 uh, podcast sites that you can uh, listen to us on. So we'd appreciate that. And as Andrew mentioned earlier, we're really growing on the tw- uh, on the YouTube side of things. That thumbs up. A, a quick subscribe button and really a quick comment or question helps the algorithm uh, to really move us up. So we'd really appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. All right. Game four. It's the other game at eight thirty. Lakers in San Antonio. Lakers favored by four and a half. Total here two twenty one. It is a front end of a back to back for the Lakers. They get Oklahoma City tomorrow on the road, and the same guys are still out for the Lakers with none Ellington, Ariza, Tht. But now we have LeBron downgraded to questionable. Yeah. Over on the Spurs side, nothing big here with uh, Zach Collins still out. But let's start there here, Coach. LeBron questionable. Thoughts there on if he's in or out.
1: Well, the amazing thing is since that posted, it's dropped in the last literally couple of minutes from four and a half to two and a half as a favorite for the Lakers, which goes to show you how much LeBron means. Spurs are bad, though. I I mean, for them – The Lakers only beat two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Spurs is is sort of uh, hard to believe, but, you know, Vegas knows their stuff. Implied total for the Lakers, 112.75, and the Spurs, 110.25. You know, again, we need the news. I mean, let's face it, we've all said this all along. It's You know, if LeBron sits, it just changes the entire aspect of the Lakers. Now, you know, what has really carried me thus far is – DFS owners keep pounding rest Westbrook. His ownership's been decent every day, and he's not been good, and he's still 9K. So, you know, is it does it take LeBron sitting to wake him up and get him a triple-double? That's possible. Uh, I'm not willing to risk it, Andrew, at 9K um, I, until I see him playing better. And I've said the same thing since preseason all the way into each game this year. Uh, you know, I know it's coming. It's Russell Westbrook. uh, But I I just I'm not going to go there. And, you know, the Spurs are going to really try to, you know, annoy him, have him pick up the ball and the Spurs backcourt of Murray and White. They know how to defend. So I'm not interested in Westbrook. He'll get a ton of ownership again if LeBron sits. Uh, But I'm going to just go back to Anthony Davis again. If LeBron sits in that theory of, you know where's all that usage gonna go? I know Carmelo's scooping some of that, and I had him last time. He's my hero, but I'm not gonna go back there against the Spurs team that'll try to slow it down a little bit. Uh, for me, on the Lakers side, it's very simple. I don't want any of their skabooji guys, Baysmore Monk. You know, all the split centers that they play. For me, it's it's very simple. I'm I'm going Anthony Davis for sure if LeBron sits. If LeBron's given full go, then either LeBron or Davis, I still think that's the spot to go and going to avoid the rest. And they're not playing good ball. They have not put it together yet, but they should be decent, I would think, against the Spurs, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I would think so. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the way I look at it is if LeBron plays, I don't think I'm going to go with any of the big three, and okay. I would probably fa- I would I would fade the Lakers – completely yeah if he sits i'm interested i'm actually interested in westbrook and ad
1: yeah
0: um because westbrook i mean he's his shooting percentage is like 35 percent he's had all these turnovers you know and i but i haven't played him but <clears throat> i i do think he'll get a triple double if, if lebron is out he'll he'll find a way um yeah. so you know question is does he have all the turnovers again um does he shoot poorly again but he'll have such a high usage volume game that I think he's worth considering. I, I'm not. I'm not ready to lock him in um, on on this slate with so many stars, but he he would finally be in consideration for me. An AD, yeah. An AD is at a price where you can certainly play him and pick up some usage. I think it'll be interesting to see if they if they start mellow, if LeBron is out, or if they keep him in that bench role where he's coming in and you know heating it up, playing well. They don't really have many guys with depth there. I mean, doom boy is on the roster. Uh, could he get some minutes? Um, you know, I, I don't think we need to mess with that. M- Melo will be interesting to me. Um, and then interesting that last game, they really, they really kind of, uh, you know, sat the veterans down. Rondo didn't play Avery Bradley, only two minutes. Yeah. Monk had 21 and, and Austin Reeves at 18. So something to keep in mind here.
1: They're a mess, um, man. Aren't aren't they?
0: They're a mess. They are. They you know they're trying to get you know the big three lined up. You know as they're shuffling their their bench guys. You know maybe Rondo gets back in the rotation with if LeBron is out, and you know he would be a pure GPP play after not playing last game. But um, yeah, we'll just wait and see on that. Um, but if LeBron plays, I, I think you just fade the Lakers, and let let's go to that Spurs side. You know, as you said, they've been a little bit underwhelming here. One and two, they beat Orlando pretty handily, but two losses since then they're, they're all cheap though. I mean, you can, yeah. if you pick one out here, you can get a decent price on some guys who are playing solid minutes, like the guards, Murray and white Purtle, Great start here. 5,600 on DraftKings, averaging 12, 10 and five. He's playable. Keldon Johnson, real nice start to the season. We had a lot of trouble with him last year. Because he was one of the most volatile players in DFS. And I don't think I'm going to play him tonight. But just want to note that he's off to a good start. Uh, Lonnie Walker is the guy that uh, I'm going to keep an eye on here. 4,200. Averaging 25 fantasy points a night. So uh, he's got a nice, solid role for himself. Uh, And then the classic uncertainty with the rest of that Spurs bench. You've got Thaddeus. Oh, here's my favorite stat of the day, Coach. Thaddeus Young. One game, one fantasy point, and he's <laughs> forty eight hundred on DraftKings. Wow! So uh, you know he's just not quite in that rotation yet. But Spurs is is a place tonight for me for a potential value play. Or, you know, mid tier with Pirtle or or cheaper with Lonnie Walker.
1: Yeah, you know, we always talk about it. It's you got to say it every day. You don't want to get popped because you right. never know what the hell he's going to do with his rotation. But. You know, Murray and White are really starting to get a little more confidence for me, anyway. And and Lonnie Walker. It's those three guys are their guards that are really playing minutes. So I'm gonna keep watching. I'm still a little afraid there. Murray's at 7-3, White at 6-5. So it's not like they're giveaways. And Lonnie Walker's dangerous. I mean, he at 4-2 can certainly do well for you, but he's in that you know, Keldon Johnson thing where they can score 35 fantasy points and then eight. So it's, they scare me, but you know, there is, I can say, believe it or not, Pop seems to be getting a little bit of a rotation consistency here, which he usually doesn't. So we have to continue to watch that. A, A guy that I like to play from time to time. I played him the other day. He did let me down, but then he had a big game the game after is Doug McDermott. He's starting now and he, you know, he, if he gets an open three, he's going to knock it down. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, so at four or five, he's a punt play, decent GPP play. I agree with you on Keldon Johnson. He's probably uh, really to the, with Murray, the, the best young player, up and coming guy. And at five, two, it's always dangerous to play him. Uh, you know, cause you think, okay, that could be a great number. He could smash that. Six seven x without any trouble, but you never know when he's going to throw up a, a twelve spot on you and kill your lineup. So, you know maybe a GPP play. Pirtle, I get it. He has played terrific. You know he really played well the other day when I didn't think they, you know, they could match up. He he stepped up and defended the center and and was really good. But I you know when you're staring at Anthony Davis, DeAndre Jordan, and Dwight Howard as your three interior defenders that's terrifying. I mean, I don't know if, if he can, you know, get it done because really it's him and then backed up by Eubanks, but they don't have any other interior, anything. So I'm, I just try to fade any paint players against the Lakers in general. So his price is right, but uh, I just don't like him in this matchup. So I'm not again, a fan of the Spurs as far as DFS goes in general. Um, but I'm going to keep watching Murray and White and Walker. The only spot I would think about if I need to really buy up somewhere is Keldon Johnson or Doug McDermott.
0: Yep, yep. Certainly uh, could could hit value. All right, Coach, last game on the slate, Denver and Utah, 10 o'clock Eastern. Utah favored by seven at home. Total here, 219. It's a back-to-back for Omaha Joe's Nuggets. They yep. lost to Cleveland last night, Coach. By How did 12.
1: that
0: happen? <sighs> Good question. Uh, that's that's tough. Uh, their first loss of the season. They you know they beat Phoenix and San Antonio, so maybe just a blip on the radar. We'll see. This is a tough back to back for them, though, To go, you know, play that game and now go on the road to Utah. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts there on the Nuggets?
1: Well, you know I, that was a shocking game and a very surprising game. The one, you know, when teams go into Denver or Utah, especially on a back-to-back with the elevation, it affects them. I'm telling you, it's statistically proven. But the fact that Denver is one of the, uh, the other elevation uh, spot, I don't think going into Utah is as bad. But it is a tough turnaround, especially coming off a loss, going against a good team. And Vegas sees them as a pretty big underdog, the Nuggets. Like, I don't I'm no sure if you mentioned it, Utah's seven-point favorite. The implied total for Denver 105.75, which is low, and the Jazz 112.75. So you only have a 218 and a half number, which you know is a little concerning. It is the the last game of the night. It's an hour and a half late, so it's later than the last start. So it is a, a sweat game, late night. And I get it. It doesn't matter when the time the games are. I always preach that, but you know you don't want to go as you put it naked into this last game and not have any exposure. So if you if you dig in a little bit here and and you know let's look at the nuggets first, you know, you've got the joker at 10-6. And I think he's going to be most a lot of people's buy-up here, but it's Gobert defense. I respect that. And it's in Utah, but he is the Joker. He's just killing all the numbers across the board. He's been better than so far than his mvp season last year but it's 10-6 so i can't really go luca and joker and have the the rest of the lineup that i want so i probably won't go joker but i completely understand if that's the buy-up i would assume that's where you're going because you know even though it's gobert he's still a phenomenal play um on the other side you know the other guys with the nuggets i think will barton at five seven is a, is a value He's getting big minutes. He's got more of a role. He's filled in a lot for Murray's production, I think, even more so than the combination of Morris and Camposo. So I like Barton as a, a possible play. Michael Porter Jr.'s due to really have a big game. I think he's dangerous in here. So at 6'2", it's, it's below a little bit of that mid-level becoming you know somewhat of a, a, a decent price. But you don't want to stack guys against Utah. That's never going to work for you. But the two guys that I'm considering in this game, Andrew, are Barton and Porter Jr. What do you think? I like Barton here. He's my favorite
0: in this game. Okay. I like the price. Um, you know, a little better matchup if he gets Donovan Mitchell than than some of these other guys. Like you said, we don't want to get big exposure against Utah. And Jokic, you know, this, a lot of these stars here are in tough spots. I mean – Back-to-back with Rudy Gobert, he he has been crushing it. But, you know, I can see fading him. It's tough. Oh, wow. It's tough. But, yeah, I, uh, if I had to play one nugget, it would be Barton. I don't think I can invest in Porter Jr. I mean, he, you know, he could on a dime turn it around and have a big game. You know, because right. sometimes he just – if he gets hot early, then he's involved defensively. He doesn't get pulled for that. But he's had some duds. I mean, He has seven points and one rebound against San Antonio in 27 minutes.
1: That's nuts.
0: So, you know, he's a GPP consideration for me, but I'd rather just go Barton. And then I do want to make a point about this Denver rotation. You know, okay. they, they've they been the most straightforward 10-man rotation, I think, in the NBA. Last night, there were a couple guys who played some minutes, but, you know, in garbage time here. But the the regular rotation is just straight up, you know, Baku is going to come in for Morris. Rivers comes in for Barton. Dozier comes in for Porter Jr. When Gordon's not on the court, it's Jeff Green. And when Jokic takes a seat, it's Jamichael. So I just want to mention that here. You know, we try to sort through these rotations early in the season and, you know, get confident about ones that we can. You know, because we, in contrast, we talked about teams like OKC tonight, which are just a complete mess. Right. But this one is something you can you know, really, I think predict, uh, and have confidence in. So with, with that being said, like, you know, Barton, um, that's probably it for me, uh, for, for the primary lineup on the Utah side, um, Rudy Gay's out other than that, we've got, uh, all the guys here that we've been seeing Ingles got ejected in the, in that game. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with him back in the rotation, I'm looking at uh, Conley or Clarkson coach okay. uh, as a mid-tier play on DraftKings. 57, 5,600. Um, you know, I think Barton will probably defend Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And he's a lot more expensive. So I, I don't think I can afford him. Um, Rudy Gobert. What a start for him. 16 wow. and 21 and then 17 and 20.
1: What the heck?
0: Wow. Is it Uh, the
1: Olympics again or what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then Whiteside has a good start too off the bench for Utah in, in limited minutes. So uh, keep an eye on that front court. I mean, they got to be fired up about that. Yeah. Um, They're, they're tough. Um, So, you know, they've both been playing well. I don't know if I'll get there tonight. I think I'm probably most likely to get one of the Utah guards.
1: Yeah, no good analysis there. And and Gobert has been off to a great start. And I've, I've not been on him at all. I mean, I think his price is so high. I mean, at 8-2, you just don't know, you know, the the consistency with his scoring specifically is is always shaky. And now, you know, that he has a really great, competent backup in Whiteside, I just haven't gone there. And, you know, his price has drifted up, and it should with the the way he's performed. But I'm I'm not confident going at 8-2, to be honest with you. And if anybody can get him in, in some foul difficulties, it's the Joker. So we'll see how that rolls. It, you know, if he puts up another 15-20 game, then so be it. But uh, and you know, I so you're gonna be surprised here because this is unlike me. But I like Donovan Mitchell tonight. I just think home game against the Denver team coming off a back-to-back. I know Barton is respectable defensively, but if Barton's out or he's in deep uh, in uh foul difficulty of any kind. They don't really have another answer, in my opinion, to stop Mitchell consistently. I know he's expensive at 8.7. I haven't been high on a lot of these mid-tier guys. He's almost above mid-tier. Well, he is at 8.7. But I just think he could have a big game here. And, you know, he's not always the most consistent guy to go 5X when his price is this high. But I just think he's going to have the run, run of the show. I like his usage. Conley's consistently come down in his usage these last couple of years, shows again this year. Bogdanovich not taking the volume shots that he normally does. Royce O'Neal, we know, is in there for the defense. So unless Clarkson comes off the bench and takes a bunch of shots, which is always possible. And at five-six, you know, I played him a lot last season, haven't played him yet this year. He's always, you know, in contention for a value spot at that five-six number. But, you know, I just like the fact that it really does all revolve around Mitchell. He's going to get every shot. And if Denver keeps this game close under the seven spread throughout, I love Mitchell in the fourth quarter. I've mentioned it seven, uh, several times. He was in the top three consistently through all of last year as a fourth quarter closer in the NBA. So I think I may pay up for Donovan here and, uh, and see if he can roll it out in the late game.
0: He can certainly smash at times. He, he can go off. I like that he had 25 shot attempts in the last game.
1: Yeah, so I think we'll that'll start. continue too. I really yeah, do. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We're going to work on our lineups here. Jump in with us if you'd like at dfscoachtalk.com and uh, join the family. If you have any questions, you can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can find me at language Olympic, And you can find us all here at the rest of the week with these ongoing podcasts and all of our sports. So a lot of fun here with all these sports and we're going to keep crushing it. So uh, that will do it for today on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS coach talk team. I'm Andrew Hanson. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.